Good morning, New Hope. I'm so excited to see everybody here, and I love all the t-shirts and the casual apparel, and it makes me remember what a busy, wonderful day yesterday was. And I'm thankful that you came this morning. If you're a visitor here or online, if you would please text WELCOME to 704-459-5575. We would love to get in contact with you. Before we get started, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, wonderful Counselor, mighty God, we come to you this morning in honor of you and worship of you. We give you this time. We ask that you guide our thoughts and our minds to, to focus on you and what you have for us today. We love you, Father. In your name we pray. Amen. We have a few announcements this morning. Tonight is family night at home, and also next Sunday night is family night at home. And there will be no Wednesday night services this week. And for the youth group, no Chosen series this Tuesday. And don't forget that Friday night we are going out for New Year's Eve. So, um, And the ACT teens would like to remind you to please pick up your cards in the post office right out here. And we have an announcement from Derek this morning. Good morning. Hope y'all enjoying this nice spring day we got going on out here. Um, I'd like to recognize our church staff this morning. Um, we have a, something here from the church for them, and we have just the, I think the best staff you could ask for. You know, with uh, Pastor Russ. Sometimes I don't know how if we realize how blessed we are to uh, have him as our pastor here. And uh, Melody, that you know, does the music and everything she does. We're just so blessed to have everybody with, you know, Mary and and uh, this work that she does with the, the youth and children is just amazing. She does a great job. Um, so we're truly blessed as a church that God has sent us, the people that He has sent us to uh, help minister with us and to minister to us. And um, thank y'all. We appreciate it and we love you, Miss Ann and Miss Catherine. Um, just all of our staff. Thank you. Well, Merry Christmas to everyone. We are glad that you're here today. I hope and pray that, that everybody had a good day. I had a, a Merry Christmas spending time with, with family and friends, uh, Man, you look great in your New Hope t-shirts and your Christmas attire. Uh, you look great today. Who would have thought it would be 75 degrees today, the day after Christmas, you know? We should have had some short sleeve t-shirts for today. But in the busyness of the day and the, probably the, the hectic life that maybe took place, I know it was kind of crazy at our house yesterday, uh, the different places that we went, but I pray that you took time and spent some time in Christmas prayer. Uh, again, thanking God for the blessings of life. Thanking God uh, for sending His Son. Um, for worshiping. Uh, and, and, and spend a few moments in worship. Uh, to know that our Lord came. So that we could live. Amen. Christmas prayer has been the, the title of our message the last several weeks. And uh, today we're going to conclude that series. 
but, but in recent weeks, we've looked at the prayers of Zechariah and uh, Mary and Simeon. Today, we're going to uncover the, the prayer of Anna. When we read the story of Simeon, uh, it, it flows r- real nicely into the story of Anna. And oftentimes, when we read the story of Simeon, we include Anna in the story because it's, it's two prophets there in the temple that, that meet Jesus that day. But, but last week, we spent all of our time on Simeon. Uh, in Luke chapter 2, that's where we're going to be this morning. If you want to uh, turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, uh, we'll be there. And so our passage today takes place, it picks up where we left off last week, where uh, at the end of Simeon's prayer, he's addressing uh, uh, Mary and Joseph, telling them, uh, prophesying about Jesus, and then uh, telling Mary how Jesus' life is going to to impact her and the experience that she's going to have through Jesus and the the heartache uh, that she's going to experience seeing Jesus, her her son hanging on the cross and dying for our sins. Mary and Joseph, as I said, while they were still in the temple, they met this prophet, the prophetess Anna. And and we find her story in in Luke chapter 2, verses 36 through 38, just a short passage. Um, And so if you will, let's pick up and... And and read that together this morning. Luke chapter 2, verse 36 through 38. And it says, There was also a prophetess Anna, a daughter of Panuel from the tribe of Asher. She was well along in years, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and was a widow for 84 years. She did not leave the temple, serving God night and day with fasting and prayers. At that very moment, she came up and began to thank God and to speak about Him to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Only in three short verses, think about that. To sum up someone's life in three verses. Wow. Wow. Oftentimes we, we, we look, you know, Bob and Sandy do the, uh, do the estate auctions quite often and it all, you know, it boils down to what's left behind after we're gone from this world. Sometimes it's a lot, sometimes it's not. But in the end, it doesn't matter what we have, does it? Because it ain't going, is it? <laughs> we're leaving it all behind. And so it doesn't matter if we bust our rear ends trying to make it and, and accumulate all this in this world. One day we're going to leave it behind. One day it's going to rust, rot, decay, and, and, and be gone. And so what we have to worry about is the next life. And so let's begin this morning by asking, are we, are we assured of where we will spend our eternal life? Are we at peace? Are we... Is our heart, is it well with our soul of where we are going to spend eternity? Again, this story this morning about the elderly prophetess Anna had a tremendous testimony, but it's boiled down to three short verses. Her entire life there is summed up in three verses. 
And I'm sure as Mary and Joseph, as, as they encountered Simeon, um, they were probably just astounded at, at, at what he told them, at what Simeon told them about, about Jesus and about how Jesus would impact Mary's life and, and what he would do in his life. But for them now to go and, and, and meet with Anna, it was another sign from God. It was another confirmation. And the truth that Simeon spoke, uh, again, was, was confirmed by Anna. The truths found in her story this morning that we're going to look at uh, gives us inspiration to model in our life. It gives us thought to, to look at her life and and try to live our life taking some of the things that, that she that we learn about her today and implementing that into our life. We, we, we see where she was a godly woman who spent a tremendous amount of time in prayer and fasting. <clears throat> and so let's see what, what we can learn about Anna uh, this morning. In verse 30, 36, it says that she was the daughter of Penuel from the tribe of Asher. Uh, Penuel was the name that Jacob, the, the name of the, the city that Jacob wrestled the angel of God with. And he named that uh, city Penuel. The name means the face of God. Now the Greek word for the Asher tribe means happy. But we're going to learn that throughout her life, Anna's life, she experienced a lot of turmoil. Scripture tells us that, that the people of Asher, they, they didn't have the faith to withstand the temptations that came their way. They didn't have the faith enough to stand strong and, and obey the commands of God uh, to drive out the Canaanites. And ultimately, this people group became extinct. But because of Anna's uh, faithful life, because of, of, of the way she represented Christ, the grace of God was made full in her life. And she was one of the first ones to see the Lord Jesus Christ. What an incredible privilege that would have been for anybody in that day. And not only to recognize that this is not just some poor couple with a baby in a temple, but this is the Son of God come to earth. Wow. It says that she was very old, doesn't it? A few translations says that she was 84 years old, and most translations, though, say that she was a widow of 84 years. And so if she was a widow of 84 years, and she was married for seven years and taken to the customs of the day that she was probably married between the ages of 12 and 14, uh, she was probably 103 to 105 years old, somewhere, somewhere along those lines. Again, if she was married at, at 12, 13, 14 years old, she was married for seven years and then lost her husband. It tells us that Anna knew about grief. That, that she knew despair in her life. She knew the difficulties of life and, and, and having to live as a single woman in that day and time was even harder than it is <clears throat> today. I mentioned the, the, the tribe of Asher. 
Well, the women of Asher of that tribe were well known for their beauty and for their talents. And, and, and so you would think that as a member of that lost tribe that she would have had no problem picking up a husband. Okay, if she was beautiful and talented, I'm sure a lot of men might have come calling on her, you know, to, to go out to eat one night or something. But she doesn't do that. You would think also that being someone 20 years old, early 20s, would, would probably have a desire to, to remarry, to have children. But that's not what happened. She remained single and, and she lived every day for the Lord. Some people are called to remain single, aren't they? Regardless of whether you are or not, we are still called to live for the Lord every day. Amen. It says in verse 37 that Anna never left the temple. She never left the temple. Now, we, we can take that two ways. is that She actually lived in the temple and, and, and kept the grounds, helped the grounds and that sort of thing, or that she was a regular in the temple. Either way, it shows her devotion to the Lord. Amen? It shows that she was deliberately and, and dedicated to serving the Lord. And it says in, in Scripture that she, was, <clears throat> that she served the Lord with prayer. She worshipped night and day. She fasted and she prayed. And so she purposed her life for prayer and fasting. Amen. For what purpose are we living? What's the purpose on our life? Does, does the thought of prayer and fasting even come to mind when we think about the purpose of our life? What have we given our life over to? Have we given our life over to prayer? Fellowship with God? being dedicated to the, the, the service of God. She was a woman dedicated and given over to prayer Amen. and fasting. And it says that she gave thanks to God. <clears throat> now unlike the prayers that, we, that we've studied in recent weeks about, uh, from Zechariah and Mary and, and Simeon, this prayer doesn't give the actual words, the actual verbiage that she prayed. Uh, rather, it, gives, uh, it just says the statement that she gave thanks to God. So her prayer was a prayer of thanksgiving. Amen. It was a prayer of thanksgiving for the coming of the, of the long-awaited Messiah. And she was there to see that, to experience, to behold the Son of God. Anna's years of service to the Lord was was fruitful. She was faithful and, and her prayers had been answered. And I wonder if, if she might share with us today Isaiah 40, verse 29 through 31. Amen. It says, He gives strength to the weary. Again, this is an elderly woman who's been serving the Lord for decades and now has the pleasure and the joy of standing before the presence of God. 
He gives strength to the weary and, and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, but the young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. For they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Folks, these old bodies are dying, aren't they? I'm going to tell you what. It don't work like it used to. I told Mo this morning, I said, my hip just ain't working right this morning, you know. That was after complaining about my knee earlier in the week and my shoulder yesterday, you know. And so our bodies from the time we're born begin to die and, and begin to deteriorate. Yes, we grow and get older and stronger, but ultimately we're going to die. Our bodies will give way. But that passage right there, it says... We don't not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away. You can go back and look at, at your pictures from years ago, and you could tell we're wasting away, aren't we? It says, but inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Let me ask you this morning, even though our bodies are wasting away, even though we're growing old and it ain't working, are we getting stronger spiritually? Is our faith growing stronger in the Lord? Or is our spiritual life plateaued? Is it, is it just where it's been for a while? See, here it says, inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Are we spending time in, in God's Word? Are we spending time in fellowship? Is our heart being renewed day by day? Because, folks, let me tell you, it's not going to be good when our, when our bodies waste away and our souls are wasted away too. You see, her body was old, but, but her, her spirit and her faith was strong. And we can see that because she was uh, one of giving thanks, even in her old age, for having experienced the Lord Jesus Christ. And so what else can we learn? It says that she spoke about Jesus to everybody that was looking for Him, for everybody that was looking for the Messiah. She had, she had longed for this moment. She had waited for this moment. And God answered her prayers. And she was a witness to those around her. She believed that the redemption that, that, that she had sought and prayed for was now at hand. And she made it her priority to go and tell others about the Messiah, that the Messiah was born, that the Messiah was here, that the Messiah was among them. What a wonderful example for us today on this Christmas morning, uh, or the day after Christmas, to tell the world that the, that the Lord is here. That the Lord is born. The Messiah came. And my friend, the Messiah is coming back. Amen? He's not coming back to save, but He's coming back to judge. And so it's important now that we get our hearts right 
that we accept the Lord Jesus Christ now as our Lord and Savior because once we're gone, it's too late, right? That's right. That's right. Our eternal destination will be sealed at the moment our last breath is taken. Uh-huh. Do you know this morning where, where you will spend eternity? Will it be in the glories of heaven or in the pits of hell? You see, for Anna, it was a priority for her to tell other people that the Messiah had come. Folks, no matter how long we've waited for God's promises, think about it. Again, she had worked for, if she was 103 years old, you're talking about 80 years, okay, in the, in the church working and praying and fasting, waiting on this moment. How many times do we pray for something? Do we seek God for something and we give up on it because it doesn't happen? We've seen uh, throughout this series that, that we have to stick with God. No matter what the situation looks like, we still seek after God. We need to hide in His presence and proclaim His goodness to those that we, that we see and, and, and encounter every day. And remember that one day God's purposes will be fulfilled. Amen. And praise God for that. Are we seeking Him? Are we, are we seeking Him out every day? We, we, we asked the, the question uh, last week and today, how did Simeon become a part of the Christmas story? How does, how does Anna become 103 years old? How does she become a part of the Christmas story? She believed, she waited. She was abiding in the Lord all of that time, waiting for God's goodness to come about, waiting for God's prayer to be answered. She never left the temple, or better yet, she never became faithless, and she never fell away from the faith. Maybe you're on that teetering line today of trying to decide, man, do I need to get plugged back in or Or do I need to wing it myself for a while again? You see here for Anna, it says that that she was always there. She she never really fell away from the faith. Paul writes and tells us to stay strong to the end. You see, for Anna, she kept trusting and obeying God regardless of of her circumstances. She continually uh, depended on and and believed in the Lord. Her life was an example. From 13 or 14 years, we we talked a couple of weeks ago about Mary being 13 or 14 years old, having a child, but even at that age, she knew the Lord and she was highly favored by God. And here... Anna served continually in the, in the house of the Lord. So she was, a, she was an example. She was a servant. She served night and day. She had a thankful heart. Is it sometimes do you find it hard to give thanks? Maybe in those hard times and the difficult times that we go through? When times aren't joyous and fun and God's Word tells us to give thanks in all all circumstances, doesn't it? 
And she might remind us today in Hebrews 13, verses 15 through 16, it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name, <clears throat> and do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Amen. Amen. Anna was willing to be used by God, willing for God's purposes to be fulfilled through her. And she lived a life that we could, that we could follow after, one that we could emulate. And she was a lifestyle witness. She knew it. She lived it. And she put her faith into practice. We, we looked uh, a Friday night and we talked about how the, the, the day it was a time of darkness across the land when Jesus was born. A lot of oppression. Uh, war is just a terrible time. Amen. Today is a terrible time, isn't it? There's a darkness across the land today as well, isn't it? And the people that people needed Jesus back then, and they need Jesus today just as much as they did back then. You see, Anna was willing to share that with other people. Will we be an Anna for the people around us? Will we be an example? Will we be the one to live by example? Will we be the one to, to open our mouth and share God's Word? Will we be a one that we live a lifestyle that people can watch and follow? You guys bought over 100 t-shirts that you've got on today. And, and, and so when, when we think about that, when you put that on and you go out into public, you're telling people that you're a part of God's church. That you identify with the cross. That you are a believer. And so people are going to be watching you. People watch to see how you're going to act and react in, in different circumstances, in different situations. And folks, we are going to be held accountable to God for the way we live, whether we have our t-shirt on or not. But even more so because we're going to, if we're not living in a godly way, and we put a poor face on to the public, I think we're going to be held accountable. But you know what? We shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to wear a shirt, should we? to be reminded to, to live right and do what's right and be reminded that we're being watched by other people. Uh, unfortunately, we tend to forget that, that God's eyes never leave our sight. God's eyes are always on us. Yes, when we cut those people off in traffic. Yes, when we make those disgruntled remarks about people at Walmart or whatever it might be. God hears them. He sees us. He knows, us. he knows our motivations. And so, are we living a life of example? Are we living a life of hope? Folks, there is hope in the Lord. And, 
and Simeon and Anna, they both uh, lived with hope. They hoped in, in seeing the, the Messiah, they did. We are hoping to see the Lord's return very soon, amen? And I believe we will. But they both lived in hope. Are we living in that hope? Are we sharing that hope with other people? Isaiah chapter 9 verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God left the beauty and the glories of heaven and wrapped Himself in flesh in order to die for us. He gave His Son to die on a cross to save us from our sins. To say that if we believed in Him, that we would not perish, but we would have everlasting life. And the Bible says if we believe that in our heart and confess that with, their mouth, with our mouth, we will be saved. Amen. Praise the Lord. Folks, God is with us. He has not forgotten us. Whatever you may be experiencing, whatever you may be going through, God has not forgotten you. And God understands you. And He's walking with you. He is our light in darkness. He is the, the light to our path. He is the source of our joy and the giver of our salvation. Praise God for that. Amen, brother. Amen. And He and He alone is worthy of our praise. That's right. And so today is praise and thanksgiving on our lips. That was the tone of Anna's prayer. It was a prayer of thanksgiving. And so today is thanksgiving and praise on our lips. Let me ask you, what comes across your lips? What does our life display to other people? Let me challenge you today to, to, to apply the truths found here in Anna's life. Embrace the Messiah like like Simeon did, and go forth and tell the world that the Lord Jesus Christ is born. The Savior, the Messiah, our Lord, has come. Now go and tell. Father in heaven, thank you for the stories that we've unpacked this Christmas season. The prayers of Zachariah and Mary and Simeon and today Anna, the examples they, that they set for us, the truth of the need to embrace your son and then to make him known. And Father God, I pray today that if there's someone here that doesn't know you as their Lord and Savior, that they would indeed today that they would come and simply say, I need forgiveness. I need my sins forgiven. I need the Lord Jesus Christ to be my Savior, to be my Lord, to guide and direct me every day. For those that, that know the Lord today, Father, maybe our prayer would be that we would indeed live that lifestyle of example. That we would have praise and thanks on our lips continually. That we would indeed brace you 
embrace you, God, in a way that we never have, to the point that we are compelled to go and tell those that are looking for light in a dark world. So, Father, today we lift up our hearts, asking, Father, for the Holy Spirit to come afresh and anew in our hearts today. Hear our prayer, O Lord, which in Christ's name we pray. Amen.